I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Chris Yule, Chief Information Security Officer at Seattle's Children's Hospital. Chris will be discussing how his organization manages data security incidents. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Good. Thanks so much for joining us. Sure. Now, to start, what are the most common information security incidents that your organization deals with on a day-to-day basis, and how are those trends changing? I think like the HSS site, as far as root causes for the past year, we see our portion of lost and stolen devices uh, that are up there, as well as privacy concerns with individuals potentially having unauthorized access to records. I see the trend of that, though, changing to uh, more malicious software-type activity, so the hacking and IT instance, as we get more of those type of targeted attacks uh, in 2014 and beyond. So now, what are your biggest challenges in detecting and managing those incidents, and how are you dealing with those challenges? You mentioned lost or stolen mobile devices and the hacker attacks. What are you seeing, and how are you tackling that? I think the challenges in any, any healthcare is ensuring that you understand where your data is and how that data is being exfiltrated to potential devices that are may or may not be under your control as an institution. So that's part of that challenge is having that monitoring capability, understanding what's on there, ensuring that there are adequate protection measures on those devices, whether it is encryption, access control, two-factor authentication, uh, those type of controls that help protect data at rest on mobile devices and external type devices. And then it's the education program and really having a focus of information security, privacy within your organization to understand, you know, when you can access records, when you can't access records, how to uh, display those records, and ensuring that you have that information and that program available. And then the last one, as far as hacker attacks, the malware is having a very active risk management program with the organization to really understand what the threats are, and then having a process to identify and mitigate those high risks within the organization to ensure you have proper controls on those particular devices to help mitigate that risk. So with mobile devices, do you have a robust program to ensure that all your mobile devices are encrypted? And how do you manage that? So with our mobile devices, once you connect into our system, it automatically gets uh, installed with our security requirements from the Information Services Department. Uh, you have to register that device with the department so we know that's your device. Once you register that, then we keep track of that, and we are actually actively monitoring that on a daily basis, what devices are connected to our system. If we see a new device, uh, the IS department then reaches out to the user to ensure uh, that, in fact, is them connecting a brand-new device or maybe they replace their device. And then we ask the follow-up question, where is the old device? Uh, did you replace it? Did you lose it? So we, we're actively monitoring there. When Again, when you first log on, when you first want to connect, then you get the you have to have a PIN, it has to be encrypted, and very similar things I think most organizations do. If you have laptops, we encrypt the laptops 
if you have a personal laptop that you want to connect to our system, then we require you to have that encryption, and then we do random audits uh, on those devices to ensure compliance. So now, what sort of impact, if any, has the HIPAA omnibus breach notification rule had in how you assess and respond to data incidents? So Seattle Children's has a very robust risk management process and framework. And the institution is one of my research areas that I do for my academic side of the house. So with the new law, we were already doing most of those items, uh, if not all of the items related to the four areas that you have to address in a information security risk assessment related to the new HIPAA OMAS breach notification rule. So it was not a stretch for us. We did come up with a framework and a questionnaire, and we adapted my incident response and incident report form to address all those particular areas. So we're addressing, you know, the nature and extent of the PHI involved. And this really gets to, do we know the data that was potentially compromised in that particular situation? We have a a very mature understanding of who the unauthorized user is of the data. So we understand context, understand the threat actors, and so we were already doing that. Uh, we know through our forensics and through our other investigations, some of our monitoring techniques, you know, was the PHI actually viewed? So we try to determine that whenever possible. And then we always have those, you know, mitigation steps as far as how to mitigate this particular incident to reduce the risk in there. So it was not a stretch for us to comply with the new requirement for the new breach notification rule. Since HIPAA Omnibus came into effect, have you had any reportable breaches? Yes, we have reported one breach, but it has not significantly impacted our ability because we were managing uh, really the process and doing lots of education for our workforce. We actively monitor all of this, and we have a very active compliance and audit program, which we have been doing for the last many years, four years since I've been here. And so that has helped to decrease those amount of incidents that you would have, uh, but we have had a reportable breach. A small one? Yes, one individual. So now, what are your biggest challenges in preventing data incidents from occurring? The biggest challenge is is still the human element within the organization. No matter what that person does, no matter what kind of technical controls you have, no matter administrative or physical controls you have in the organization, you still have a human element. And all it takes is one click of the mouse and potentially you could have a significant incident which may lead into a breach of protected health information. So that continues to be the largest uh, challenge, I think, in any healthcare facility is that human element. And so how do you keep increasing your education and awareness along with all of the other education that our clinical workers need to have on an annual and ongoing basis? It's one of the things that we really try to focus on uh, in this institution. We require all of our leaders to go through a privacy and security training uh, that's taught by myself currently. We look at what does your workforce need to have and what are you as the leader need to instill as far as good behavior, good practices within the organization to protect our PHI and other confidential uh, information. We have active monitoring, active audit, active compliance programs to go on, and all those things together 
help you identify and help you uh, mitigate some of that risk. But it still is that human factor and will be, I think, for years to come. So now, what do you think are the biggest mistakes that health organizations tend to make in how they manage and respond to data security incidents? I think it's having a very active, robust, whatever adjectives you want to put in there, an information security and incident management program. So you've identified all the steps required. You have participation and cooperation of the entire enterprise. This is not a technology problem. It's not a privacy problem. It's not just a security problem. It is an institutional problem. And so you need to have those roles and responsibilities clearly defined ahead of time, know who's in charge of the incident, know what your process is for that, and have an investigation method that you use to ensure you're addressing all the risk elements that you need to but as well as all the things you need to talk about when you have a particular incident. And there's much that you really need to find out for every single incident. So you need to have that process built in to your organization to have an effective way to understand here is the incident. Was it a breach or was it not a breach? Now, institutions always have the ability to report all incidents as a breach and can report that without having to do investigations. Uh, We choose to do investigations on every single incident as it comes through, and we have a process of escalation that we will take within our organization. If it becomes something that involves PHI, then my department gets involved. We involve the incident management team. We will report this to a board-level committee uh, if we have anything that needs to be escalated to those areas. I think that's critical, and a lot of institutions – Uh, just don't have that robust process and wait until they have an incident to start their incident response program, and that's too late. Does your organization do dress rehearsals for incidents? Yes, and so we, we do quality improvement on all the incidents that we have as well as once a year. We usually hold some type of tabletop. Uh, related to a particular incident. So I may do that as a technology only, like an IT type of tabletop. I may involve multiple departments. One of the things we're looking at, you know, potentially doing in 2014 is to do an entire institutional-wide type of exercise where it may impact a clinical information system. So we're actually working on the details of that now and potentially we'll institute that. In any case, we'll always do some type of tabletop just to test our system. The Department of Health and Human Services recently issued two HIPAA settlements totaling nearly $2 million in fines. Those settlements include a case at a health plan that reported a relatively small breach that impacted only about 148 individuals but involved a stolen, unencrypted laptop computer. What lessons do you think can be learned from cases like that and enforcement actions that are being taken by OCR? So we have to protect mobile data. And one of the technical controls that you can put in place is, in fact, encryption of that data at rest. Encryption by itself is not enough. And so you have to have encryption with good access control. Those two things built together make a robust system where you could have a lost laptop, lost device, and not have that exposed uh, on the outside. So I think we have to understand in healthcare 
all of the places where data potentially is being exfiltrated from internal devices to a portable or mobile type device, identify all those areas, and then come up with good risk mitigation and controls that you can put in place for that. So, for example, for our mobile phones, besides encryption, besides the PIN, we also put in there, if you guess, you know, the password or try to guess the PIN seven times, then incorrectly, then it deletes the entire data from that. Controls like that help to put in place additional controls besides just encryption to ensure you have the protection of that data. We can't ignore the exfiltration of data onto mobile devices or even storing that mobile devices, leaving devices in locked, you know, in locked vehicles, in the trunks, for example. We've done many awareness type of communications with our workforce saying don't leave devices in locked vehicles. You need to have that device with you at all times if it leaves this institution. Understanding that data now is just not on uh, laptops and mobile phones. It's also on medical devices. Uh, understanding what those devices are. If you're transporting that device and it gets lost or stolen, that also is a potential breach. And so it's that education and awareness of your entire workforce. There's data that's more than just on a laptop or a mobile device. It's also on all these other devices uh, within your institution. And you actively managing that process and those controls that are on those devices. But first comes identify where the data is. And if you don't know that and know where these devices are, then you know potentially you're going to have a large incident like we've seen, and then get a potential fine from OCR, as we've seen this past week. Does your organization require employees to agree to the possibility of having a remote wipe of their data on their personal devices if they use their personal devices for work-related sort of things? Yes. So our BYOD, when you bring your device in, especially your you know iPhone, Android, Windows type device that you want to connect into our email system or connect into our internal system. Part of those controls is it gives us the ability to remote wipe that device. Uh, and you agree to, if we re- if it's lost or stolen and we, underst- and we know that, we're going to remotely wipe that device. That includes all of your personal data as well as all our potential PHI on that particular device. Thanks, Chris. I've been speaking to Chris Ewell, CISO of Seattle's Children's Hospital. I'm Marian Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.